about, but I came to this conclusion uh, as of last night and this morning that uh, all of us are facing temptation. How to win the war over temptation. How to win the war over temptation. Make no mistake about it, we're all being tempted. Everybody is tempted, and not only is everybody tempted, but anybody, y'all listen, anybody can fall because of temptation. You can, I can, anybody can. And somebody you today needs help. I'm convinced, the Lord spoke to my heart, there's somebody you today that needs help. You've been falling into temptation, and there I go as well. Who is it today that you know you've been yielding to the temptation, and God wants to give you victory today? Who is it? Nobody can overcome temptation like our Lord Jesus. Y'all listen to me a moment. I've been battling this sinus infection uh, uh, this week, and, and yesterday, and ear infection, and anyway, ended up going up to the med stop last night about 8 o'clock. And I said, dear God, all day yesterday and Friday, Lord, there's no way I can preach. Couldn't hardly even talk. And I began to be tempted to uh, be feeling down and discouraged. And uh, I don't know about you, and I don't know where you're at, but I can tell you this. The Lord, praise God, knows how to give us victory, victory, victory. And by the way, uh, speaking of temptation and speaking of uh, going to the doctor, I heard about one Man took his wife to the doctor. Why? She was chronically depressed. And I dare say there's some of us today, you've been discouraged, you've been down. Understand. But wait a minute. He took her to the doctor. The doctor said, sir, we're going to prescribe the most strongest sleeping pills money can buy for your wife. The man said, gee, thanks, doc. He said, when should I give them to her? The doctor looked at him and said, they're not for her, they're for you. He was part of the problem, hello. Anyway, how to win the war over temptation. Look at, look at me, how many of y'all saved? Raise your hand. You know that you know that you know that you're saved. All right? Uh, one person couldn't raise their hand. Uh, maybe two people here. But most of you could raise your hand. You know that you're saved. And so, I want to tell you something. Every one of us are tempted. Every one of us, every day. Where are we tempted? We're tempted to worry. Has anybody been worrying lately? Oh, we're tempted to, watch this. Sorry. We're tempted to say stuff we shouldn't say on Facebook. We're tempted to meddle in other people's business, being nosy. Hello. Temptation. We're tempted, watch this, to leave God out of our life. Right? Absolutely. Where are we tempted? We're tempted to not trust the Lord with all of our heart, but lean on our own understanding. You know where we're tempted? We're tempted to say, I don't have time to serve God. I don't have time to go to church. If you don't have time to serve God, let me just say, and if you don't have time to serve the Lord and go to church, you're too busy. I don't care if you believe it or not. I'm telling you. You know what, by the way? One statistic shows people that go to church live longer. People that go to church have peace. That doesn't mean they don't have trouble, but they got peace. I'm telling you, when you put God first in your life, he blesses your life with something you can't get anywhere else. And furthermore, we'll stand before the Lord at the judgment seat of Christ. 
I heard a man tell me this week, I was, as I shared, had the privilege of preaching down on Wednesday morning at 7.30 in Forsyth at Dairy Queen of all places. Sixty men gathered, and the Lord happened to share some, a message with the men, and a lot of them retired. When I asked the military men to stand up, there was probably 25 uh, men there. And anyway, I mentioned the fact of having a good attitude. I'll never forget it. By the way, who's tempted to have a bad attitude these days? Who's tempted to complain these days? Who's tempted to gripe about things instead of praising the Lord for things? Well, one man came up to me afterwards speaking of an attitude. He said, Brother Randy, you know what an attitude's like? I said, no, what, Brother Billy? He said, an attitude's like a flat tire. It won't get you anywhere until you change it. I said, that's good. I'm going to have to remember that. An attitude is like a flat tire. It won't get you anywhere until you change it. Is there anybody here today that needs a change of attitude? Hello. You know who you are. That's why I'm preaching on how to win the war over temptation. It's not just for them out there. It's for me and us right here. Oh, yes. So how can we win the war over temptation? Have you ever been tempted overeating or maybe uh, under praying? What about under-reading? You know, I'm really not studying my Bible. I know I ought to. And not because of legalism, but, but I've just got other things that are crowding out my love light with the Lord. Hey, is there anybody today that needs to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to get back to where I once was. I'm not as committed to the Lord as I once was. Temptation. I love what uh, Paul wrote. He said, there's no temptation taking you, but such as common a man. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape. You might be able to bear it. Here's the deal. Temptation comes to every single one of us. Now, it may not have come in what I've mentioned today, but you know where you're tempted. Take your eyes off the Lord, maybe. Watch this. What should I do? I can yield and give in and be defeated, or I can overcome and conquer. How many of y'all want to overcome and conquer temptation? Let me just ask you this. How many of y'all are being tempted? Raise your hand. Everybody, come on now. You look at pastor. You, you can't lie to God. You can't tell God a lie. He knows you're being tempted. And he knows I'm being tempted. And he knows we fall into this prey of temptation. And some of you know what I'm talking about. So today, some of us need to come today and say, God, I don't want to fall into temptation and sin against you. I know the devil's working on me all the time. I know the devil's working on you all the time as well. So what should we do? How are we going to win this war over temptation? Can I tell you how we're going to win this war over temptation? Uh, speaking of temptation, uh, anybody go through Social Circle Georgia anytime lately? A dear friend of mine, David Keener. Have you seen his signs out there? David, I met him about two years ago. Have the privilege of going there every Thursday, sharing the Word of God with the residents there. Been going 13 years every Thursday from 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock, preach the Word of God. Them folks don't get to go to church. They call it their church. I met David about two years ago. His mom is there, dear sweet Christian lady uh, by the name of Dottie, Dottie Keener. And David told me about him maybe a year ago. He said, Brother Randy, I need you to pray for me. I said, all right, Al. He said, I'm running for mayor of Social Circle. He said, our current mayor has been mayor for a number of years, 10 years, I think, or somewhere thereabouts. And he said, but, but I want God's blessings. I want you to share with me scripture that relates to leadership, particularly in the area of uh, uh, this particular area. So I shared with him scripture. He said, I want you to pray for me. I prayed for him right there. And uh, he sent me text messages here and there. And I've uh, 
I'm not involved in the political realm, but if somebody asks me to pray for them, and from a spiritual perspective, I'm certainly going to uh, say that uh, righteousness exalts a nation, but sins of reproach to any people, and blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Let's say that together. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Say it again. Notice I like for you to participate in worship. I don't like for you to sit, soak, and sour. I want you to be engaged. That's why I ask you to repeat Scripture. That's exactly why I do that. Hello. It's not just for my sake to do it, but I want to keep you engaged. Why? The average person can't concentrate 10 minutes without their mind wandering. I mean, we're so used to computers and so forth, I'll lose you in about 10 minutes if you don't stay engaged. It's spiritual warfare. Long story short, David sent me a text. I sent him a text on Tuesday. I was coming back from Lake City, Florida, preaching last week. And I said, David, I'm praying for you. He said, thanks. Got a text message at about 12 o'clock a.m. Uh, early that next morning, Wednesday morning. Here's what he said. We won. <laughs> he said, I thank God for your prayers and for your encouragement and counsel, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he said some other things. And uh, I praise the Lord for Christians who are in leadership position. Come on, let's praise the Lord right now. Thank God for it. Amen and amen and amen. We're talking about temptation. Can I fast forward and give you three ways I believe that we can win the war that God gave me over temptation? Are you ready for this? We're looking today at the book of James. And But wait a minute before you turn there. Let me give you the three ways and then we'll turn there. Number one, if we are going to win the war over temptation. Now listen, we can play church today if we want to. Can y'all hear me in the back? We can play church today if we want to. We can let our mind wander if we want to. We can act like we're not tempted if we want to. Or we can really, really get serious about our relationship with God and the things we're going through. I don't like to come play church. I don't like to play the hypocrite. I don't like to just go through the motions. I want God to speak to me. How many of y'all want God to speak to you? How many want God to change you? How many want the blessings of God in your life? That's the whole motive here, to encourage you, to help you, to help me to understand we're in a battle, but what should we do? Number one, if we're going to win the war over temptation, number one, we need to know who is in this fight. Don't worry about writing them down now. I'll get them on the screen in a moment. Who is in this fight? Number two, if we're going to win the war over temptation, we need to know that we need to guard our heart with all of our might. Number three, if we're going to win the war over temptation, we'll see it in James chapter 1, verses 13, 14, 15, and verse 12. If we are going to win the war over temptation, and I want to win the war over temptation, number three, then I, you and I need to know that God will make it right. Turn, please, to the book of James chapter 1 right now, and you'll notice if you're trying to get all these down, here they are right here. Number one, if we're going to win the war over temptation, We've got to understand who is in this fight. James chapter 1, and we began reading in verse number 12. You're very familiar with the book of James. You're very familiar, probably many of you are. James, a half-brother of our Lord Jesus. Evidently, he was gloriously saved after the resurrection when Jesus appeared to 500 brethren and 10 different occasions. Uh, there was infallible proof that he was indeed who he said he was, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Consequently, James was saved, and brother, he served the Lord and was faithful to God. So James is a practical book. We come down to chapter 1. He talks about trials and testing of our faith. He talks about how God builds endurance and patience in us as we're tested and as we're tried. And then he says, if we really want wisdom, we can ask of God. Yes, I want wisdom, Lord. 
And then he says, but a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Hey, y'all, listen to me. It's easy to play church on Sunday, but then be double-minded during the week. It's a contradiction, and it's a battle. And if I don't overcome, and you don't overcome the temptation to put your mind in neutral and, and uh, not really have a relationship with God on a daily basis, it's going to cause us not to really have uh, that fellowship with God. But wait a minute, James comes down to chapter number 1, verse 12. Stand to your feet if you'd like to read this, and I want to read it and then develop the message that God has placed in my heart. Winning the war over temptation. James chapter 1, verse 12. If you're there, say amen. Blessed is a man. The word blessed is the word makarios. Happy, happy, happy. Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. That word endureth means he comes under. Hupomene is the word. He bears under it. Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. The word temptation means trials, tests. There's not a one of us here today that's not going through trials and tests. Keep reading. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried. You see, God said, I'm going to try you. I'm going to test you. See what you're made of. And I'm going to do it because I want to build faith in you. I want to build vision in you. I want to build a spirit-filled, godly husband, godly wife, godly daddy, and godly mama. I'm going to build some grace in your life for the fight and for the race, to finish faithful, to leave a lasting legacy, to have a spirit-filled ministry, to have a God-blessed family. Oh, yes, some things are worth fighting for. Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he's been tried, he shall receive the crown of life. He's talking about after we die. He's talking about unless Jesus comes back again, the rapture, the, up, the uh, snatching away, then will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Doesn't matter if you believe that or not, it's going to happen according to the word of God. He says, then he'll receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised him that love him. And then verse 13, 14, 15, underline it. Let no man say when he is tempted. Let no man say when, when. Say that word with me. Not if, but when. We're all going to be tempted. Let no man say when he is tempted. I'm tempted of God for God. Notice, underline this. I want some explanation on this. I don't have time to elaborate completely on it, but I do want to address the matter because there could be some confusion about this next phrase. Notice what James says. He said, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. Hold on to that thought. We're coming to it in a moment. And then look at verse 14. But every man is tempted when? He's drawn away of his own lust, his own desire, and enticed. Like a fisherman throwing out a lure or a hunter throwing out some bait, he's drawn away. For then, verse 15 says, For then when lust hath conceived, lust, oh yes, hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin is finished, full grown, it bringeth forth death. This is God's word and all God's people said, Hallelujah. For the Word of God, the Word of God has life-changing power. I want to tell you something. I love to sing. I love the words to songs. But the words to the songs aren't inspired like the Word of God is. This is inspired of God. Watch this. That's why I believe. Y'all listen. Y'all may disagree. I think the preaching of the Word of God should take the priority of every worship service. Every worship service. Because it's not my words. It's God's Word. And God's Word gets the job done. I love worship too. I love singing too. We need to be inspired. But watch. All spirit and no word, we flare up. 
All word and no spirit we dry up. All word and all spirit we grow up. Did you get that? Did you get that? Because today there's a movement that wants, oh, I want these tingles and chill bumps and I want to sing for an hour and hear a little sermonette for about a minute. Come on, folks. It's the word of God that gets the job done. Amen and amen and amen. And I'm all for worship, but I want to tell you, we need the word of God more. It's like a mirror, brother. It's like a hammer that breaks in pieces. You need it. I need it more than I necessary food. And I know you know that and believe that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Father, bless our time together. Lord, I don't know what everybody else is going through. I know how, our Lord, I'm being tempted. And I know how, dear Lord, uh, the enemy is tempting others today. There's some mamas here ready to give up. There's some grandparents here. The skirt is down. There's some things, Father, we can't control in our physical life. Seniors, Lord, and, and young adults, and oh God, teenagers, and men, and Sunday school teachers, and women. Oh God, help us to hold the line. Help us to hold the line. Help us to be faithful to the finish. Help us, God, to fight the good fight of faith. I pray, Father, there'll be breakthroughs today. Spiritual strongholds will be crumbled, and generational sins will be uprooted that God would not just hear your word, and yet we would be doers of your word. I know you're going to speak, Lord. So, Father, whatever distractions we're facing today, whatever happened yesterday, we lay it aside right now and pray, speak, Holy Spirit, change me. Make me the man of faith and the man of prayer and the man of God and the women of God, Father, that you called us to be in these days. I love you and give you glory now. Because of victory in Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. You know what, beloved, I praise the Lord for you being here today. Let me just go ahead and share with you, number one, if we're going to win the war over temptation, we've got to understand, number one, who is in this fight? Who is in this fight? Again, if you'll notice chapter 1, verse 13, you'll notice that James said, let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted of evil, neither doth he tempt any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. Here I give it on the screen for you in case uh, you're not knowing where I'm talking about. Verse 13, let no man say when, not if, he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither did he tempt any man. I want to give you two main arguments here are two main points here number one there are two focuses in this text to me one God is good God is good but number two the dirty the devil is a dirty devil demons are dirty so you need to know in the subject of temptation and some of you are falling aren't you you know you're falling you know you're not really where God wants you to be. And brother and sister, I want to tell you all, look at me. I'm right there too, yet by the grace of God. My purpose for preaching this today is that you don't leave the same way you came in. But you and I leave with clear conscience, with clean hands, with a pure heart, with a heartbeat for God, knowing you're in the will of God, knowing you're fulfilling the purpose of God. I know the world's pulling on you. I know the flesh is dealing with you. But thank God there's victory in Jesus. I preach to anybody today. I, you know, the danger of being uh, in a church for 28 years is people take things for granted. 
They just say, well, and I, y'all got a hard job sitting here listening to pastor over and over and over again. And it's easy to say, well, you know, you're judging a man. Well, I like his shirt he wears. I think I like that tie. What about the, but, but don't look at me. Look at the word of God. And this is what we're in danger of, of sitting here looking at somebody instead of saying, God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? Okay? Number one, God is good, but the devil's dirty. He's dirty. Y'all listen to me. Listen to me. I'm telling you, the devil, if he can knock you out of the battle, he will. He will. And if we ever needed, listen, if we ever needed soldiers today to stand up and live right and serve the Lord, it's now, it's now, not religion, but relationship with God, not carnal living, but spirit-filled living. God, help us as our a church family to reach our community, to send the mighty manifestation of the glory of God when we meet together because God is real and sinners need to get to Jesus and sinners need to be saved. But by the way, sinners are watching you and me. And if I'm yielding to temptation, if I'm being defeated day after day, my light is not as bright as it ought to be. How bright is your light? How many of y'all want a bright light in a dark world? Y'all don't want it. Y'all don't care about it, do you? Some of you, you say, well, I don't really care, Pastor. Well, you need to start caring. That's your temptation. You're tempted to not care. I love you, but I can tell you this. I get right down where the nitty-gritty is, and I can say things because you know I love you. But some of you don't care, and that's your problem. That's your attitude. That's your, your problem. You just don't care. You don't care about really going further with God. You don't really care about getting deeper in the things of God. You don't really care about breaking from your sin. You don't really care. It's my life. I'm going to do what I want. And that's the great temptation for us to say, it's my life. Last time I read it, we're bought with a price. Hello? We're bought with a price. I know what you're thinking. You say, but preacher... I'd rather listen to somebody that's so sweet and never talks about sin on television. You know, these evangelists that never, oh, I feel so good when I hear them. And then I come to New Rocky Creek, and you talk about sin and stuff. You talk about judgment and stuff. You talk about a cross and stuff. I just would rather feel good and have my ears tickled. That's the problem in America. We've got too many Christians who want their ears tickled instead of getting right with God. Oh, you can find somebody. You can find somebody down yonder. You can find somebody on TV that will tell you what you want to hear. But if you're not careful, you'll continue to walk in darkness, be deceived by the devil, and not really have the blessings of God. Hey, how many believe that God honors his word? He's not going to do anything contrary to his word. And we've got to preach the whole counsel of God. Not just one verse here and one verse there that you want to hear. Hey, look, I've been where you're at. I'm where you're at. But when God plows up the ground and says, listen, there's some stuff not right in your life and you need to repent. You need to change. You need to stop playing the role of a hypocrite. I got one or two choices. You got one or two choices. Am I going to obey God or am I going to listen to the dirty devil? <laughs> I love you. But hey, brother, listen. Who is in this battle? The Lord. God is good. God cares for us. Aren't you glad about that? I'm preaching to the choir today. God cares for us. God loves us. God's got a plan for us. God uh, has an everlasting purpose for you and me. 
The Lord has promised us security in Him. The Lord has promised us uh, uh, to live innocent through us. The Lord has promised to take us to glory when we get to heaven. The Lord is good to us for no other reason. I ought to say no to the devil and yes to God. It's because God has been good to us. And if God hadn't been good to you, you don't, you don't, you don't need to, to, to do what I'm saying. But truth is, God has been good to every one of us. How many are thankful to God for your help today? How many are think, or find yourself complaining about, well, this don't work and that don't work? Reminds me of the man that told me one time, he said, I can't see, I can't hear. He said, I can't, my back's hurt. I got, I've got a broken leg and now it's fixed. He said, uh, he said I'm, I'm just in bad shape. He said, I can't do what I want to do. He said, but I sure am glad I can still drive. Well, I don't know if I want to meet him on the road, but anyway, hey, look, who is in this battle? You know who's in this battle? Can I tell you who's in the battle? It's a battle between the devil and the battle between God. Who's going to have your soul? You can, and I can be deceived. How many know that you can be deceived real quick? You can sit in church, and if you don't obey the Word of God, then you're rebelling against the Word of God. If I don't come under the submit to the authority of Jesus Christ, then I'm open to the lies of the devil. Question. Anybody's got blind spots in the back of their head. You can't see out of the back of your head, can you? We can't. That's where we got to walk in the light. That's why we got it today, today, today. Some of us need to get with God today and say, Lord, where have I had a bad attitude? Lord, where have I not been the godly husband? Where have I not been the, uh, the, the, the prayer warrior? Lord, where have I been uh, slack on my love for you? I need to get with God. You need to get with God today. Why? Because there's a battle. Now, I want to share with you what I, the purpose of this text, all right? Let no man say when he's tempted of God, I cannot be, God cannot be tempted. I'm, uh, the, when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. God cannot be tempted with evil. God is over evil. God is over the devil. That's what he means. There's no way that God can be tempted with evil. He is sovereign. Somebody say amen. He's in control. He is Lord. He's God. That's why I can trust him. That's why you can trust him. Hey, that's why I need him today. That's why I want to get right with him today. I don't even know my own heart. You don't even know your own heart. God said our heart's deceitful above all things desperately wicked. We can be bitten with bitterness. We can have an unforgiven spirit. We can have a resentment in our heart to our family members. I talked with a man last Saturday night. Went down to Lake City. He met me right as I was driving in. I went by another place uh, uh, to talk with an inmate. Uh, but on the way down there. But anyway, I got there. This young man said, man, I'm having major trouble with my marriage. I said, really? Let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. We began to talk, and, and he hadn't been very, married very long. It was obvious to me that everything he's facing, we all face. And I shared with some things, prayed with him. He came Monday, no, excuse me, he came Sunday night. And he was down at the altar praying. I joined him and prayed for breakthroughs in his marriage. He's about ready to throw in the towel. His wife's about ready to throw in the towel. I'm talking about temptation today. I'm talking about temptation today. And there is no temptation taking anybody since it's coming to man. Look, watch this. God cannot be tempted of evil, neither doth he tempt any man. What does that mean? He doesn't tempt any man. Here's what that's saying. It, write down in your notes, please. I've got a window every morning to share with you. Man, I'm so full. I just want to tell you, I want to dump the whole transfer truck on you. I'm sorry, but I just love to do that. And... Uh, if I, when you're under the burden and when you got things on your mind and heart, man, you can't t say enough. I know you're on time schedule. I know you give me a certain amount of time, and I appreciate that time. I want to make 
use of that time. The book of Genesis, chapter 22, verse 1. You know what that says? Write it down. Genesis 22, 1. The Bible says there, Moses said that God tempted Abraham. Are you all with me? I know Sunday school teachers are with me. You know where I'm going with that thought. Wait a minute. God said he won't tempt any man, but he tempted Moses. Moses said he tempted Abraham. Hey, brother, that sounds like a contradiction to me. God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But he tempted Abraham. Y'all listen, I won't have time to go into all the details because I want to move on. But I believe the word temptation, God would never, never entice us, uh, seduce us into evil. Y'all hear me, write this down, please. God, when it says neither tempted any man, it means God will never seduce his children to do evil. The word tempted there says, watch this, two thoughts. One, God will build up our faith. You write that down? God will build up our faith, but the devil will be out to tear down our faith in him. One, God will build up our faith. That's why he tries us. This word tempted does not mean to seduce us to evil. Can I give you an example? I was thinking about it this morning. Here's an example. A parent decides, and it may not be the best example, it's the only thing I come with to help us to connect. A parent, how many of y'all remember teaching your children how to drive? Y'all got some stuff coming, all right? Those of you that didn't raise your hand. You remember? Would a parent, tell me, would a parent say, I'm going to teach you how to drive? And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to let you have the keys, and I want to take you down a curvy road, a road that's got curves. Is that parent tempting that child to do evil, or is that parent tempting that child, testing that child to build up their driving skills? Which one? All right, by contrast, by contrast, by contrast. Uh, Here's a friend that says to that person who's just learning how to drive, I dare you to drive 125 miles an hour. Now, what kind of temptation is that? A foolish temptation. A temptation is probably going to get them hurt. God will not do that. God is like that parent, if you will. He's out to build up our faith. He's out to test our faith. Write these verses down. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. The testing of your faith being more precious than of gold, though it be tried with fire. Uh, Write uh, these verses down. Uh, that's 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. But, but write these verses down. Job, God says in Job 23, 10, He knows my ways, but when He had tried me, tempted me, I shall come forth like gold. God wasn't out to ruin Job. God was out to build faith in Job. Question, is there anybody here that's being tempted and tried right now with your family, with your finances, or with your friend? Is there anybody here your faith is being put to the test? Everybody. If you're a Christian, your faith's going to be put to the test. Why is God doing this? Why is the devil doing this? Write down this verse. Luke 22, verse 30 and 31. Simon, Simon, Satan had the desire to sift you as sweet. Jesus is telling Peter this. But I pray for thee that your faith fail not. When you're converted, strengthen the brethren. God will allow our faith to be tested or or refined to build us up. The devil, on the other hand, will seduce us to evil. How do I get that? If you keep reading in this text, you'll find out every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust 
And when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. I hope that helps some clarification on this matter about God trying our faith. But there's a difference in the devil and he's seducing us to do evil. God would never seduce us to do evil. Rather, he would test us. He would uh, uh, allow our faith to be refined in the fire. Oh, yes, he would. Praise his holy name. Now, so what are we talking about here? We're talking about what, who's, who's at work in your life? Uh, oh, yes, who is at work in life? What, what's God up to in my life? I, I, am I in battle right now? Number one, there's a battle. If we're going to win the war over temptation, we've got to understand who is in this fight. Why? Because right now you're going through something, you're wondering, is this the devil tempting me or is this God tempting me? And I want you to think about that in just a moment when we get ready down to the invitation. Why, why am I feeling resentment? Why am I, why am I feeling uh, uh, what a bad attitude. Who, where, where am I? Where's this coming from? The origin of our temptation. And then number two, let me go back to this. Number two, if we're going to win the war over temptation, we've got to not only win, know who's in the fight, we've got to guard our heart with all of its might. Somebody say amen. Man, I'm telling you, that dirty devil, he'll throw his lures right in front of us. Like the picture I showed. Overspending, overeating, overgossiping. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, we use those Christian phrases. I'm concerned about them. Well, don't talk about them. Go to their face and pray for them. I can't hear you, man. I can't hear you. Stop gossiping about somebody and running them down and cutting them down. Go to them, bless God. Go to them and tell them I love you. I want to pray for you. And don't complain, by the way. There's a temptation to complain about stuff going on in the church. Man, I can tell the devil's right in this stuff. Hey, if somebody's been negative towards you, just say, hey, listen, brother. Hey, listen, sister. I know you're off your creek getting perfect. Let's pray for it. Instead of listening to some of that garbage. Garbage. And you know what happens? You listen to garbage enough, and it'll get on you, and what will happen? It'll start stinking. It's easy to get negative, and this, this, that's, that's temptation for everybody. Negative about this, and everybody, I don't like this, and I don't like that. Well, bless God, why don't you start praying about it? Hello? And why don't you be a blessing? Why don't you lift somebody up? By the way, I, last time I read it, it was in the Bible, we ought to learn to forgive each other. When we mess up, we ought to restore each other back in fellowship with God. Hello? We ought to bear each other's burdens. Are you willing to bear your sister or brother's burden? I know there's a lot of stuff that's not going on that ought to be going on. Can I get an amen? But you know what? I'm not God. My responsibility is to preach the Word of God, hold up the standard. But listen, brother, listen, sister. If you're going through something, it doesn't matter if you've fallen to the depths. You can ask, I, by the grace of God, I'm going to be there for you, with you, and pray with you. My desire is to defeat. Y'all too excited around here. Y'all caused me to get excited. In my soul, I broke the revamp. Anyway, that's all right. But I said to you, that man military, 25 years, I'll never forget, I was talking with him just the other day, and I said, you know what? Y'all listen now, military men, just like your drill instructor drilled into you, was your drill instructor, hey, little boy, 
do the best you can. It'll be okay. We're going to be nice to you. Was that how drill instructors were? No, they got in your face and said, Some get down and do, do these push-ups, do these sit-ups. Why? Did they hate you? No. What were they doing? Preparing you for battle. They knew they wouldn't be your friend. They knew you wouldn't like them, but they did it anyway. I told this man, that thought occurred to me. I stepped back and I said, you know what? That's exactly my role as a pastor. They get in people's face, talk with them what they want to hear, make them mad if they get mad, so be it. But my goal is to prepare them for battle, for war. You see the difference? So, uh, if we're going to win the battle, we've got to guard our heart with all of its might. Notice what he said, and let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt any man. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away. That word drawn away is a picture of a fisherman or a hunter luring that animal away with his own lust and enticed. Notice, here he goes further. He said, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Let me tell you something. If the devil will take down the strongest man in the Bible, Samson, he can take you down and me down too. You're no he God, the devil don't care about you. He don't care how long you've been in church. He don't care how, who you are. Samson, a man, got his hair cut in the devil's barbershop. If, if the devil can take down Abraham, a friend of God, who believed God, and yet he lied. If he can take down Abraham, he can take you down or me down. If he can take down Lot, he can take down who sat and set him the gates, just pitched his tents towards Sodom. All you got to read is this blessed book right here. And see, there's a man after God's own heart. What's his name? David. As a deer pants after water to brook, so may my soul pant after thee, O God. If the devil can set him up and bring him down, he'll do it. David looked. David lusted. David lay. David learned. And none of us are exempt from temptation and yielding to temptation. But wait a minute. I'm glad that God was with Joseph and Joseph said to Potiphar's wife, remember Madam Potiphar? Joseph went from Papas to the pit, from the pit to Potiphar's, from Potiphar's to prison, and from prison to prime minister. Remember what Joseph said to Potiphar's wife? He said, how can I do this evil against God? And he lost his coat, but he kept his purity. I pray, God, give me strength to overcome the temptation. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? So, how can we? We've got to guard our heart with all of our might. Guard it, guard it, guard it. I'm telling you so right now, sometimes it's easy not to guard your heart. Man, when you're tired, when you're going through something, my, it's a battle of faith, isn't it? You're going through tests, it's a battle of faith. I need somebody to help me. It's a battle of faith. You know what I'm talking about. It's a battle of faith. Guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it flows the issues of life. Number three, if we're going to win the war over temptation, we've got to understand who is in this fight. We've got to understand uh, that we've got to guard our heart with all of our might. Can I be honest with you? I love you, but I just, I don't know any other way to say stuff. I'm sorry. Y'all pray for me. But if you're going to watch mess on YouTube and television and stuff that's not becoming of a child of God, read books about it and stuff, no wonder we're being tempted more. You know, if we're going to hang around the crowd that's the devil's uh, crowd, no wonder we're going to start rejecting truth and and uh, developing patterns, flesh patterns in our life. 
I'm just sharing with you my heart. We, there's some things I'll share with you in a moment what I mean by that. If we are going to win the war over temptation, we need to trust that God will make it right. Look over here in verse 12. I love this. Blessed is a man that dureth temptation. You know, I wish I wasn't tempted. I wish you weren't tempted every day, but I am. This means yes, this means no. I am. I am tempted every day. You're tempted every day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're tempted every day, right? We're tempted every day, right? Yeah, we're tempted. Some of you will be tempted to come back tonight or not. I'm not being legalistic. I'm just telling you, there's temptations all around us. Am I going to be tempted to pray today? Am I going to be tempted to, uh, to respond to what God's saying? Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. Don't you like that? Amen. I like that, Pastor. I like that. I like that. He blesses a man, endures temptation when he's been tried, when you've gone through some stuff, when you didn't think you could hang in there anymore, when everybody else was going the way of the world, uh, when the devil was pulling on you and the flesh was pulling on you, when he's been tried, not one day, not two days, not one month, a lifetime, years, months, when he's been tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord had promised to them that love him. Woo! Glory! You know why? Temptation gets difficult, does it not? How many of y'all just want to give in? Man, I'm tired of fighting this devil. I'm tired of fighting all this stuff. And you want to give in. Little compromises lead to big consequences. Learn this. When you endure suffering today, glory tomorrow. Cross today, crown tomorrow. You hear me? Cross today, death to self, crown tomorrow. That's what God's saying. There's no point in praying for victory over temptation if we're not willing to make a commitment and say no to it. Change your heart. That's why some of you won't come to the altar today. That's why some of you won't pray today. It's because you're not willing to say no to temptation. Don't say, don't, 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 don't no, need to, no need to pray for to overcome temptation if you don't really mean it. man came to me not long ago. He said, preacher, will you pray for me to quit smoking? I smoked 53 years. By the way, a man told me just this the other day at our campfire meeting. He, he smoked for 25 years. And, uh, no, I'm sorry, 53 years. And you know what he told me? He said, praise God, I quit after 53 years. Wasn't that a blessing? Anyway, we're all tempted different ways. One man came up to me and said, Preacher, it was about probably a few months ago. He said, Preacher, will you pray for me that I quit smoking? You know what I said to him? I looked at him and said, Look, do you want to quit smoking? He said, No. I said, Well, I'm not going to pray for you then. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. You're not going to quit. You're not serious about it? No, I'm not going to pray for you. I'm not going to spin my wheels and cast my pearl before swine. I'm kind of being a little bit sarcastic here. I would pray for him anyway, but I want to tell you something. If he's not willing to do it, well, that's where it starts right there. I'll be done with this. Uh, Matthew Henry said this, the best of saints may be tempted to the worst of sins. Y'all listen to me now. I would have never dreamed what I'd seen these last number, almost three decades, people falling in and out of God and the will of God and church. I never would have dreamed it would happen to them, but guess what? It happened. And it can happen to you, it can happen to me. We need God today. We need the blessings of God today. There's temptations. Just because you've been in the church for years doesn't mean tomorrow you're not going to slip and fall. Get out of the will of God. 
It's only by the grace of God. I don't know about you, but that drives me to my knees and say, Dear God, I want you to keep me from the evil one. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Yes, testing today, triumphant tomorrow. Cross today, where's God dealing with you about? You really want to tell him a piece of your mind. You really want to get on Facebook and say, how dare you say all the stuff you're saying? You don't know who I am, and you know what I'm going through, and you don't know what they've done. You want to tell them off. You want to give them a piece of your mind. But the cross says no. The cross says no. Death to self. Rather, let me handle this. How many today need to put something in the hands of God? Something's going in your family, in your life, and you can't control it, but you need to put it in the hands of the Lord today and pray for God to keep you with a good attitude. God said to you today, stand to your feet, would you?